1-800-BETS-OFF. Bears quarterback Justin Fields is weighing in on the NFL draft, saying he would take Ohio State receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba first overall if he was the general manager. Cubs Hall of Famer Ferguson Jenkins will be honored with a statue in his hometown in Ontario. Jenkins already has a statue at Wrigley Field. As Aaron Rodgers returns from his isolation retreat, there's word the Packers want him to stay in Green Bay as long as the quarterback is fully committed. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. It's hour number two. Just afternoon, five afternoon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Kerry Miller, Bleacher Report. We'll do college basketball in a national perspective with Kerry coming up here at 1230. Trent's Plays of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors that. Sorry, your tweet. You had a pretty good night personally. Did you give yeah. those out to our audience? I did, yeah. And we had boy. a hot one, 8-3 and three yesterday against the number, and we got a full slate coming up tonight. 11 games already on so the So save some time and get right to Wade Looking Bill because we need <laughs> some time. So here he is. Wade Looking Bill joins the program. How are you, Wade Looking Bill? Well, I was a lot better after last night, or before last night. Yeah, really. Uh, Iowa started the night in fourth place yeah. in the Big Ten, and they ended the ninth in ninth place. <laughs> it's wild, Yikes. isn't it? And there, were, and there were two games played. There's <laughs> in, that, in that Maryland, Minnesota debacle. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, you know what I saw last night? Um I use the word uninspired group of Hawkeyes on the floor last night. It just seemed like, I don't know, the, the, the compete level was obviously wasn't enough, but it wasn't there. Did you see that? So, so I, thought, I thought this was a game they'd get. I, I thought that kind of that revenge factor, that payback, you saw that against North, with, with Northwestern. You know, Iowa had beaten them by 15 or 17, and it was close, but they pulled away mm-hmm. toward the end. Northwestern came out that Sunday and just put it on Iowa. And I think a little bit with Ohio State when Iowa played them, kind of that revenge factor, and Iowa had a good win that night at home versus Ohio State. But you're right, last night was really a strange night. And until Iowa gets things figured out on the road, how they shoot, I I don't know. You know, they weren't counting on winning at Indiana, but I think if they could play that game, at least be competitive, because last night it was it was really ugly. It was ugly. And when you don't shoot the basketball, that's going to happen. But now we're talking not just back-to-back games. I know those have kind of accentuated this issue right now, but basically every road game except for Rutgers, they have struggled shooting the ball, even games that they have won. In neutral floor games against Duke, against Clemson, against TCU, they have struggled to shoot the basketball. What is that, Wade? Is that... Just the home environment, and they're that much more comfortable. Is that some mental toughness? How could a team be as good as they yeah. am at home and as bad anywhere outside of Carver Hawkeye Arena? Usually, what you see is you see teams that are, and, and most teams are better shooters at home, just because sure. they're familiar with with the background, the setup, and just just how things are put together, so to speak. And teams usually shoot poorer or not as well on the road, but. You're right with Iowa. It is a drastic drop, mm-hmm. just like at, at Michigan State last, you know, six weeks ago. Kind of doing some research for that game on Sunday at home. They they were three three of seventeen from three, and I think like six of thirteen from the free throw line. You know, I I I, I think it's a combination of 
you know, this is not a great three-point shooting team. I mean, besides, you know, Peyton Stanford is is a good shooter. He's he's had ups and downs, but mm-hmm. everybody else is not a great shooter. I think Tony Perkins is a really good player. He slashes. I think Patrick McCaffrey could be a really good player, but he's more of a slasher. And I think that's the one thing Iowa has to do is just say, hey, for whatever reason, threes aren't dropping. You know, let's go, let's go four of fifteen. It only takes 15 threes in a game, try to get to the basket more, whether it's Chris Murray, Patrick McCaffrey, and just try to get to the free throw line. Do what we do well, and that's not shooting the ball. Uh, what did you uh, and Trent and I are both we we like Connor's game. Uh, didn't like last night's game. He was he was he stunk last night. But uh, he tried to he tried to he's a leader out there, right? And he's a vocal leader, and and uh, I like that part of his game. He got after Chris Murray last night a couple of times. The cameras picked up on it, and he lit into him pretty good. Did, who was that guy on teams that you played for? And I guess everybody's different, but how would you have responded had a teammate, you know, uh, lit you up the way seemingly Connor did to Chris? Well, I, I think Chris needed it. I mean, and I, I love how the Murray brothers play. They're so stoic, and they're so, I think, just stoic is is the best word. But there are times when you got to get in somebody's backside and say, look. We need you to do more. You know, Chris had five points last night, and he's been great all year. Great all year. He's a first-round draft pick, but it's February 23rd, and you are our best player. We got to have you get into the free throw line. We got to have you rebounding the basketball. You know, if you're not going to make threes, that's that's one thing. But but do some other things. You know, there was that one rebound where he just kind of didn't go for it. It, just it was, was right really in front of him. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really strange possession. I think Connor did the right thing. I now, do too. Everybody's personality is different. You know, I, I don't think you yell and scream at Chris, but you can yell and scream at Connor. But if things are going poorly, which they really are, and Iowa is now solidly on that bubble come March, um, I think it was the right thing. Now, when I was playing, I think I think Chris Street was the mm. was the best at that because he always gave effort, and I think Connor does too. Connor always gives effort. He may not make shots. He right. may not do things. But you know, he they had said last night before things got bad. He had he had eighteen assists and no turnovers in the last couple games. Mm. I'm just unbelievable. So they got to do something because you know they have to win two of these next three games. Yep. yep, no doubt about it. Yep. Yeah, they they put themselves in that spot here, and that things have cratered in the past. The thing that Fran has done, we go back and we had how many conversations, Wade, talking about just individually Peyton Sanford and the struggles he was going through, and then he was able to pull him out of it. With a coach like Fran, and I know you've got to know Fran throughout that, he's positive with his guys. Is he tough on them? Absolutely. Is he fired up on the sidelines? No doubt about it. But but what does he do that's different than a lot of other coaches out there in continuing to instill that confidence in his guys, even when it's not going well? Well, I... I think you can look at the last two games, you know, and just how it encompasses even Payne Stanford. I mean, if you watched last night's game, look, if you, if you saw the box score and Ivo was, what were they, four of 27 from three or whatever it was, they didn't take bad shots. It wasn't like they were forcing up threes. It's, it's wide open looks. Now, part of that is just because you're wide open doesn't mean you should shoot that shot. You know, I think, I think you're wide open, you're wide open for a reason and the teams aren't guarding you. Right. I think, I think Fran has done a really good job, whether it's Peyton Sanford, whether it's the team in general, hey, keep shooting the basketball. 
you are a good shooter, you are a good player, keep shooting the basketball. Now, I, I do think game by game, sometimes you have to change that. You have to say, hey, look, tonight's not our night. Let's, you know, drive to the basket, try to try to get contact. Because that's why Iowa's good. If you, if you look at how they beat Illinois or how they beat those, you know, quality teams, they get to the free throw line. They shoot free throws. I thought last night there were a lot of opportunities where three's wide open, but how about go to the basket, try to get contact, try to, you know, get things switched around, and it, they just haven't done it, especially on the road. Guards were one of 15 starting guards last night from beyond the three. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, they're, just, just, they're just not shooting well on the road right now. Uh, when you look at this Wisconsin team, I mean, how, do, how does this team beat Iowa both times, Wade? They got a um, couple of pieces. Wall's okay. Asijin's going to be a pain in the you-know-what. Chucky's okay. Chucky's yep. okay. Chucky's good, you know, yep. Um, Crawl in the middle. He doesn't play a ton, but when he's in there, he's effective. I, I just think it's a bad matchup for Iowa. Even with that press last night, that press slowed the game down. It just How many times did, did Iowa put the press on, did, did a good job, and then took Wisconsin deep into the shot clock, but then they would foul with seven seconds left? Mm-hmm. It just slowed the game down. I, I thought Iowa would try to run them, push the pace, and give Wisconsin a lot of credit. Every year you think, oh, this is the year Wisconsin, you know, last year they lost lost to Davis. Yeah, they're going to be down this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a solid team, and if they get the right matchup, they can ugly it up and even win two games in the in the in the NCAA tournament. Now they're they're not super talented, but but Tyler Wall six nine, and he's more healthy now than he has yeah. been. Um, that 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 Crow kid could be a pro. He's a really good player. Pick and pop, he can shoot it. Chucky's solid. It just it's two games that Iowa just did not play Iowa's game, and it could definitely come back to haunt them. So it's Michigan State coming up. You turn the page. You're back in Carver. We know this team has looked Sold a whole out. lot different. Mm-hmm. You bet. Yep, everything's there. Environment's going to be charged up. They're going to be ready to go. It's Sparty, and there's something special about playing Sparty. It's like when you played, it was Indiana, I think, and today it's certainly that team from Michigan State, the last team to win a national championship in the Big Ten. There's something special there. But we know that they're also going to do. Izzo's going to be working the officials. Mm-hmm. It's going to be grabbing, and they're going to be holding, and, and it's going to come down to the way the game is called. What do you have to prepare for? And with the struggles, that mental part of the game also going into it. I think you just have to say, hey, we're back here at home where we've been pretty good all year. You know, the Eastern Illinois game aside, Wisconsin was was a mess, but Michigan State likes to run. They they do like to get up and down, not like Iowa does, but let's just still be positive. You know, again, 24 hours ago, they were fourth place in the Big Ten talking about <laughs> yeah. a double bye. They're, they're, they're close. They're close. But I think you have to be physical. You have to at least break even on the board. And then maybe you mention, I think that it's the point now where you mention that, hey, maybe pass up a three, shot fake, and try to go to the rim. Unless you're Peyton Sanford, unless you're somebody, especially one of your first shots to start the game or to start or, or to start the second half. It's so hard when you come into a game and, and, and your first shot's a three. Let's get to the basket. Let's try to draw some fouls because we're to the point now where, you know, if they go one and two these next three games and lose that first round of the Big Ten tournament, they will not get in. 
Going to be close, and this is a winnable game, and uh, here's an opportunity to get that payback, right? It seemed like a game that Iowa, yeah. if it would have, should have won on the road in East Lansing. Best player is Walker. Would you guys agree with that? Maybe Hauser, yep. Walker, though, the guard? Yep. Hogard is struggling Hogard against Iowa, so, yeah. but he's feels like he's good every other team that yeah. he plays against. So who gets Walker? Who gets the Walker assignment? Tony Perkins, probably. Aaron Ulis. Aaron Ulis had 17 at that first game at Michigan State. He was really good. That's been his best game, you know, in conference all year. Mm-hmm. And Did Patrick play in that you know, game? They, I don't think he beat. did, right? Did mm-hmm. Patrick play weight? He did not. Right. He did not. Yep, he did not. So he was on the bench and street goals. That was the one game where he was going to travel and, and, and we thought he was going to play. Ah, uh, yes. And then he didn't even dress. So it's, you know, it's something where <laughs> um, even Nebraska's playing pretty well. Oh. Not. Iowa could finish tenth very yeah. mm. easily because there's that there's those there's those three bottom teams Minnesota, um, Ohio State, and then Nebraska still kind of in there, but after that, you know, Wisconsin's kind of tied with Iowa basically, and they own the tiebreaker, so I think the double buys out of the question. Mm-hmm. Now you just got to you know get things right, eleven and nine, get in the tournament, maybe win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, and then and then you're surely in. Wade, it's a team that is befuddling at times. Yeah. <laughs> You're confident, though, though they're going to figure it out. I am. I am. I, 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 think, I think they beat Michigan State and beat Nebraska. Indiana's a tough one. They're, yep. they're playing yep. pretty well. Mm-hmm. Iowa had a great comeback. I was at that game. Um, Race Thompson got hurt, so he didn't really play at all. That's going to be a tough one. So now let's go 2-1. and one. Win that first game in the Big Ten tournament, maybe get a second one, and then see what happens. Maybe, maybe getting beat in that Big Ten tournament is not the worst thing. Let's yeah. go home, get mm-hmm. everybody healthy, get an extra day, see what happens. But if they lose Saturday, then we got to start talking about play-in games in March. Maybe you have to get two yeah. or three wins in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Saturday is really important, and I, I think Iowa. You know, again, that payback, that revenge, and I, I think they'll be okay. I, I think they'll beat Michigan State. I think they win on senior day against Nebraska, and hopefully they, they play well at Indiana. There was no double bye last year. They played right through the Sunday, won the or won the uh, the conference tournament, got bounced in the first round. Conversely, Iowa State will look gassed at the end of the season. They got beat in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. They had a little extra time, and we saw what happened. I mean, maybe it's just – maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing, Wade, for them to you know get a couple of days. Iowa State last year, you forget, they were one more week of basketball, probably not getting in the tournament. Yeah. You know, they weren't playing they, well at the end. You're right. They were not playing well. And if you just and matchups for everything, they, Iowa State played LSU, who was a mess. You know, they just were a mess. And then, then they played lovely Wisconsin, who mm-hmm. either they're you know really good or really bad. Um, and Iowa's close. They're close. Now they got to go back to what they did well. And that's make a couple shots, get to the free throw line, don't turn it over because they have not played that way these last two games. Wade Looking, Bill. Wade, uh, thank you, as always, for doing this. Uh, we will uh, catch up with you next week. Thank you, Wade Looking, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good time. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Uh, Wade Looking, Bill, as we take a look, another look back at, uh, at last night. Michigan State, who will be, what will the point spread be? Pretty tight? I mean, it has to be, doesn't it? Iowa will be favored in this one by two currently. Okay. At Ken Palm. When they go to Indiana. Six-point underdog. 
when they come home to face Nebraska. Eight-point favorite. Do we need points on that last one, the way the Huskers are playing? Yeah, and I'm going to guess that'll be tightened up a little I bit if Nebraska so continues the path. And this is the playing. Ken Palm? Yes, Ken Pomeroy. Mm-hmm. Projected point spread, which is usually pretty dang close. Do you have Iowa State? Can you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Oklahoma, they'll be favored? By seven. Really? Um, West Virginia? Four. And then at Baylor, they're getting how many? Five. Close games. Two and one for both of them? I'd sign for that in a heartbeat. Yes, I would do. Two and one for... Yeah, okay. I still think Iowa State trips up at home. One of the two. And and look at Baylor's not playing well right now. No. They're not. Uh, and Baylor got beat names to kick off the Big 12 season mm-hmm. on the... Was it was it the, the day 31st. before? Yeah, the day before... Uh, um, yeah, 31st of December. Feels like a million years it ago. It was a million years ago. We'll take our time out. Carrie Miller from Bleacher Report. We'll talk more college basketball, but from a national perspective. Um, who's the best team in college basketball? Who is it? It wasn't Alabama outside of one guy last night. Yeah, he was really good, Miller, he wasn't was, he? Ooh. yeah. Oof, he was really good. What a difficult situation. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I don't know the right answer. I mean, he did. I he guess supplied the gun, a murder weapon. The gun was in the car. Now, he said he didn't touch it. didn't hand it to him. Mm. It was in some clothing in the back seat. Oh. Uh-huh. Hell of an excuse. Worked. He played. Um, and boy, made a difference last <laughs> night did. for the number one team in the country. I haven't seen South Carolina. Are they any good? No. Uh, so that was maybe uh, somewhat yeah. wearing or, or on the, that was one on of the, the picks I added late. Was so it? There's a lot going on here. We're gonna. <laughs> I got 17 with Carolina. I was feeling pretty good. I uh, will take a timeout. Kerry Miller from Bleach Report. Trent's plays of the day. He's got a bunch of them. He's coming off a big day yesterday. Eight and three. Eight and three. Eight and three yesterday. He'll try and do that again, and he'll do that in about oh, 25 minutes. Claxons tomorrow. Somebody reached out and asked when we're doing Claxons. Told it uh, it'll be tomorrow. We will include the Drake Bradley game along yes. with the Iowa and the Iowa State games as part of it. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station. One hundred six point three is right around the corner. Get in on the act with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call our radio app now. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget the big March college basketball tournament. KXNO. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset. And everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is... If you sell your home instead of running it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse... 
you never have to find tenants. Collect rent or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today. Or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Must be getting the end of the college basketball season because Kerry Miller pops up in our Rolodex yes. to get a hold of, to talk about the brackets, to talk about uh, college basketball from a national perspective. BleacherReport.com is where you can read them. And you can hear them right here with us right now. Hello, Kerry, Trent, and Ken. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. Good to speak with you again, and thanks for finding time for Des Moines. We appreciate it. So Trent and I have asked this question over the uh, over the weeks, and it seems like there's a different answer. A lot of t- Who is the best team in college basketball this year, Kerry Miller? Uh, what, what day is it? Right? Yeah. Uh, you know, prior to, uh, we'll just call it the off-the-court development yeah. uh, at Alabama, mm-hmm. it was starting to feel like they were the best team, and they had the... Rough showing last night against South Carolina. I mean, I would, I would say the toss up between Houston and Kansas right now. Um, I think after the home loss to Temple, we all kind of sort of forgot about Houston since they're playing in a league where none of their games really matter. They are this year's yep. Gonzaga. We only pay attention when they lose. Yep. But I mean, they were. I mean, they got some first place votes to begin the season, I believe. I mean, they've they've lived up to the hype. They're great. And they're going to have home court advantage pretty much uh, in the Final Four. So I think they're uh, they're probably the team to beat. Though Kansas does have quite the stockpile of quality wins. You know yeah, when I'll we say. talk about the Purdue team, it's Edie inside, and it always seems to come back though to those freshman guards. Do you trust yep. them to put together six consecutive wins in a wide open field? Eh, you could see it, but it's also Purdue. I mean, there's a lot of scar tissue there with that program. They've made a Final Four since 1980. And think of the number of regular season titles, great teams at Katy, and now Painter have had throughout the years. That's still lingering there. Where are you with this Purdue team? Yeah, of the the four, you know, pretty solid four one seeds right now, and I think they are clearly the least trustworthy of the quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of it is just because it is Purdue. Like you said, they, they seem to fall short all the time. Those early losses to North Texas and Arkansas Little Rock in recent years, um, You know, even though they've had guys like Edie, A.J. Hammonds, like they always seem to have that dominant big man. And then, like you mentioned, the, the freshman guards. I'm, I wasn't worried about them until about three weeks ago. Right. And they are consistently struggling away from home. So we'll, we'll see what, what Smith and uh, lawyer are able to do down the stretch for them. Kerry, speaking of struggling away from home, so this time last week, I, I'm trying to convince my partner, Baylor's the best team in the, in, in the country, and they play yeah. Kansas, and you just wait, Condon. And then I bought them, and I got them for the Final Four and a National Championship And ticket. I did the same. I went and got more of them, and through the first 20 minutes in Lawrence last Saturday, I think, and say, I told you! Uh, and then, uh-huh. my God, is it falling apart as they got just uh, run out of the gym in the second half? And then K State handled them relatively. Look, they had a big second half as well. So, two good first halves for Baylor in the last two. But just, uh, is it fatigue? What has happened to Baylor this week? You know, I had a, a piece this week the uh, the Achilles heel for every top ten team, and I did not realize this until putting that together. But Baylor's front court defense is awful. Like they're 
in Big 12 play, I think the only team that hasn't shot at least 55% on twos against Baylor was West Virginia. Mm. Like, for whatever reason, they just cannot stop the the interior uh, attack. And I thought getting everyday John back, I thought that would help. But if anything, they seem Mm. to be worse now than they were a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, that's something I'm really concerned about. But I was was with you. I was starting to feel like if getting Chamo Chachua was going to improve their defense, they did feel like possibly the best team in the country. And then they just had that awful second half against Kansas, and I don't believe it anymore. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, localize it here At least a this bit. week. Iowa and yeah. Iowa State both kind of going through a, a rough stretch right now. Who do you like better to pull out and maybe make a run to the second weekend between the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones? Uh, I, I would lean Iowa State because they're more defensive-oriented and mm-hmm. Iowa's more offense-oriented, and that's usually you know the – the defense good, uh, offense questionable teams, they tend to make runs like Iowa State did last year. But the mm-hmm. the teams that can score 80 on anyone but also allow 90 to anyone, they never seem to make deep runs. I think the uh, the UCLA team with Lonzo Ball and company, that was what they make, the Sweet 16 before getting knocked out by Luke May and North Carolina. So that's pretty much the exception to the rule. Usually they're out before the first weekend. So I, I'm at a point with Iowa where I just, refuse to trust them in the tournament until they prove me otherwise. No, I don't think that's crazy. So you mentioned North Carolina. What is crazy? Preseason number one. They may not get in the tournament. Has that happened before, Kerry? I'm not sure. I remember when they uh, when they quickly dropped out of the rankings after like four weeks, I looked it up, and it was the easily the fact. I think it was the only team to ever go from preseason number one to out of the polls within the first 10 weeks of the season Jeez. ever. I, I think the previous fastest one was like UCLA. Some point in the 70s when they only ranked 10 or 15 teams. So this is a uncharted territory for sure. And I, I mean, I don't think they're going to get in. Even if they if they win out, they would beat uh, Virginia and Duke at home. Mm. Certainly the Virginia squad won. The Duke won, maybe. I think Duke is 30 in the net right now. Either way, it's a, it's a good win, but it's not... Not a marquee win. It's not your uh, standard year victory over Duke. So I don't, I don't think they're going to have enough. They're like I said, even if they win out, I think they're probably entering the ACC tournament on the wrong side of the bubble. So as we get ready for the brackets, you do the bracketology over at Bleacher Report, and I do not envy you at all in that exercise that you go through week after week and put this together in the bubble time in and time out and what it looks like, but. I was playing around on Bort Torvik the other day, and I was sorting over the last month. And the best team in college basketball over the last month is not Kansas, not Purdue, not those teams we're talking about. It's the Aztecs of San Diego State. Mm. I've seen them a couple of times. The Mountain West is pretty good this year. They haven't had a whole lot of success. Am I missing something here with San Diego State? Are they, yeah, they maybe will have a five seed, maybe win a game. I don't see them playing at that kind of level. Am I missing something here with the Aztecs? Yeah, I think that's probably, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat, uh, skewed a little bit because they had that 20-point win over Boise State sure. at mm-hmm. some point last month, so that, that mm-hmm. certainly helps their metric. But I was surprised that they weren't even mentioned in the selection show, right. the, the top 16 reveal, because I, I had them solidly on a five-line as a potential four-seed candidate, and they weren't even one of the four you know, also teams mentioned. So I, I don't know what the what the committee wants to see from the Aztecs, that they're just not paying much attention to the Mountain West since they lose early in the tournament every year. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think that actually has anything to do with it. But 
Um, yeah, San Diego State's good. Um, you know, they, they're they're better than they're getting the credit for. That's for sure. I, I am surprised to hear they're the best over the course of the past month, but I think I kind of understand it because of that one outlier victory over the Broncos. Uh, Kerry Miller, Bleacher Report, is our guest. Kerry, give us a team or two, if you could, um, that you're keeping an eye on, that you think, you know, they're, they're this seed here, but this is a team that's about to get hot, or this is a team that, for whatever reason, scuffled a little bit, but uh, clearly have an opportunity to, to turn it around again. Um, who, who would those teams be, if you, if you have one on top of, your, on top of mind? I, one for me is Villanova, and they are not an at-large candidate. They're fourteen and fourteen, but since getting Justin Moore back, they're only four and four in their eight games at full health. But I mean, they almost won uh, the home game against Providence. They almost won at Marquette. Almost won at Creighton. Like they are, they're there. They got that win over Xavier the other night. They have a home game against Creighton where they really proved that they're back. Um, I think even if they win out, they're not going to be an at-large candidate. Like I said, they're fourteen and fourteen, mm-hmm. but. They could easily win the Big East tournament the way they're playing right now. So uh, a team that I'm intrigued by is Arkansas. Nick Smith is back. He came in, played a couple of minutes early on, a couple of losses for Arkansas since. He's played 32 minutes in a big win against Florida. They throttled Georgia. Now, neither of those teams are very good. But this Arkansas team certainly is talented, and Musselman's teams seems like they're always peaking come March. What do you think about the Hogs in a team a little bit deeper down the seed list that maybe can make a run and get back to another Elite Eight for Eric Musselman? Yeah, I was, I was quite high on Arkansas, uh, you know, late November when they were playing well in the Maui Invitational. Didn't have Nick Smith yet, so it was like, oh man, we haven't, haven't seen them at their peak, but they've just been banged up. Uh, lost Trevon Brazil shortly after that. And like you said, Smith's been, I think he's played what, eight total games, probably three in the last two months at this point. But yeah, I, I, I have a hard time trusting them. I mean, I've been viewing them more from a, bubble perspective over the last few weeks than as a legitimate elite eight or final four contender. But it, it, as we've been discussing, nobody's elite this year. So if right. you get in, you've got a chance to make a run. Uh, Valley's a one bid league. I mean, you have to win the tournament in St. Louis next week to get in. I guess I'm thinking yeah. Drake or Bradley are both really good teams. They'll decide the one seat on Sunday, but they have to win. There's no way that uh, there's no pathway without doing so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I yeah. think the uh, the A10 and the Valley are in the same boat, where the yeah. conference tournament would be great, but it's probably one and done. Good stuff, Gary. Mm-hmm. Hey, always appreciate your time. No, you got to go pick up the little one. Thanks for joining yeah. us, and uh, we'll ring your bell a couple of more times here before we Count get the on big that. bracket. Hey, sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate Gary Miller, BleacherReport dot com. Uh, as we, uh, I was hoping to give us a couple more teams other than Villanova. <laughs> that we are allowed to bet in the state of yes. Iowa here. Uh, Villanova to win the Big East. That's going to be a decent price. I mean, oh, they're absolutely. way down. Yes. Is and Creighton catching your eye at all? A little bit. They, they're a completely different team when they are out there with Kalkbrenner. Well, I mean, he's, he's a seven-footer. When we know that he's out there. That mm-hmm. six-game losing streak, he wasn't there. Right. So they're different. But watch a little bit Tuesday against Marquette. It was a good game. Blue Jay fans are crying about whistles mm. and knock it off. Mm-hmm. But that aside, they're good. I ch- in this year though, there's nobody good. There, there is nobody outstanding. Nemhard can win games uh, for you in the tournament. This is I'm not saying just for Creighton. This is if you've got a team you like is twenty yeah. twenty five to one. This is the year to take a shot. And this is going to be so matchup dependent. I mean, uh-huh. th- this bracket. 
this is going to be a year where I like to at least pretty solidly have, I like to work backwards. Final four and go back and, and go that way. Look at the bracket, who would I like most, and then work my way backwards from there. This year, I'm going to have, I mean, I, I usually have four or five different brackets. I'm going to have 12 different ones. It just because it's that wide. There's well, so much variance. How, where are you going to find time to do this? You're starting the week at Disneyland well, or World. Kids, which, will, be, kids will be sleeping. Okay, at, you just wear them out throughout yeah, the day. Exactly. Run like men, yeah, <laughs> and then go to bed and dad's on his bracket. No Space Mountain for you. Dad's got to fill out another bracket. So are you going to Florida or California? The Florida one. Florida. The world. Gotcha. Yeah. It's right next, uh, you know what the, is on that complex down there? Well, the yes. Braves training camp. The Braves is there, yeah. yeah. And there's a bunch of uh, g- uh, basketball complex. Right. That's where the bubble was, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. The NBA bubble was yeah. uh, was down there. But the Braves spring training, it's a palace, is man. It? Oh, Jesus. The last time I was there for any kind of baseball stuff, went to... Oh, you'll be there during spring training. I will. Kissimmee. Yeah, and the home of the Astros. Yes, that's where I stayed. We stayed when we were down there. But I was I mean, oh, the spring like, training home of the I was Astros. Like ten or eleven, something uh-huh. like that. And uh, my big deal it was Shaq's rookie year. Uh-huh. So we went to a Magic game. That was the thing nice. that I wanted to do. Yeah. And then I came back and told all my buddies that I was in the same room as Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Kind of. Technically, yes, was correct. right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Same room. There's a roof over both of your the same roofs Absolutely. over both of your heads. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. They bought it. Not really. Not really. No, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Kind of kind of a BS or so. <laughs> well, you're good at picking games, and you'll do that for us next. Circus Sports sponsors our final segment, Miller and Connor. Murph and Andy coming up in uh, 16 minutes. The Drive with Heather and Sean today, 3 till 6, as always. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Our radio app now. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hope you played with Trent yesterday, 8-3. Were you kind of spinning your wheels, if I recall, earlier in the week? I was, a couple of 500-ish. I think that's where I was. One game, I think Monday you were one above, Tuesday one below 500, something like that. Well, you got it together. Uh, Let's see if you can put them back-to-back. What are you playing? We got 11 plays again, so we're right back to the well. And you can always follow along with my picks on the Action Network app. If I add anything throughout the course of the day or into the evening, you can follow along there. And you bet all of these, too. It's not like... I do. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I I can... People want to take a look at my Circa account. You can see pretty much every single one of these. The thing I also love about what they do at the Action Network. I have a lot of sports books. I, I got a lot of them. We've talked about a few of them today. <laughs> and it tells you what the bus best number is. So if it's a half point difference, that very well could be the case. So certainly in college basketball, it comes down to free throws. If you're on Boise last night, they missed five of their last six free throws. You're kidding me. Uh, Boise chucked one in at the horn and covered the number. I, those kind of things happen, and those half points, they add up over the course of the year. We're going to begin 5.30. I know your TV will be here. Ohio State. Penn State, Ohio State. You know my love of Nittany Lions. You I can't like quit them. this team. Yeah, I know. Give me the Nittany Lions. I'm getting two against the Buckeyes. <laughs> like me and the Chargers. <laughs> right. 
Who's got a better chance? Penn State to get a Sweet 16 or a Super Bowl for the Chargers? Chargers. No, not even close. (laughs) Way off. Wagner, how about the Seahawks? We're going to lay the three tonight uh, in their matchup up in the Northeast Conference. Going North Carolina ante. We're digging deep here, Ken. That's how you get 11 picks on your card on a Thursday. The Drexel Dragons are laying six tonight against Northeastern. We'll hop aboard there. Give me Oakland, another team I really like in the horizon. They're not going to win the regular season crown. They're going to be in the top half, though. Had a nice ticket at them. Better than 9-1 to before. For the season. Not going to get there, but uh, we're going to jump back with them at home tonight against Wright State. St. Francis, I always put this caveat, you know I play both St. Francis's. This is the Pennsylvania one tonight. Take St. Francis, they're getting two and a half against Fairleigh Dickinson at home. How about Nichols State on the road? They're laying four. We're going to Milwaukee. No, not the Bucks. UW-Milwaukee. The Panthers minus the two against the Matadons of Purdue-Fort Wayne. Weber State. Harold the Show Archibald, there's a way back machine for you. Plus two and a half. Pacific plus 19 against St. Mary's. And uh, one other game that people might actually know, at least the names of the teams. How about Washington State? Wazoo getting two against Stanford. Quite the slate. There's some ugly. You're all over the place. Yes. None of the Big Ten games other than the opener catch your attention. I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do. Would I probably watch a hockey game early? Okay. Big Ten network at eight o'clock. I want to see the uh, Big Ten tilt. And it should be. It should be a, a tilt. Illinois hosting Northwestern. I would lean Northwestern. It almost, it's one of those that feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Missing something here. Illinois at home. Need the win. Northwestern has those three straight wins. But all of them, remember, were at home. They were all at home. Yep, they were all at home. Good ones, but all at home. And again, that caveat, in the Big Ten, it has the best home record against the spread this year of any conference is in the Big Ten. Home court matters the most. We are done for the day. Appreciate you spending some of your morning and into the afternoon with us. Murph and Andy are coming up here in about six minutes. The Drive with Heather and Sean, 3 until 6. We're Miller and Condon.